On this episode, we examine if Villanova loves peanut butter, we break down the ACC Big Ten Challenge, we take a look at net versus the RPI, and we give out our first 2018 Green Light Player of the Week. Give me that green light! Give me the green light, give me just one night, I'm ready to go right now, I'm ready to go right now. Welcome, everybody, to episode 30 of the Green Light Podcast. It's a long overdue episode. We apologize for the delay. It's POC and E-Frage, and we just witnessed the murder in the Minnesota-Boston College game. Yo, matchup of two friends of the program. Shout Billy O'Mara, shout Bill Wazinski, Boston College, Minnesota. Kai Bowman just put a man in a body bag. Ugh. Probably about 30 seconds before I hit record on this. Naturally, I wish it had been running. Naturally, it's a big, lanky white dude. Um, that was impressive. Yeah, quite nice. Double high ball screen, two dribble to the right side. Yeah. Hey man, what's this? What's this? What's the noise fillet makes? <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it either. But we're off to a hot start. My, that was my best. I apologize for we're my voice. We're off to a hot hot start. Yeah, um, I had a hell of a Thanksgiving and a wedding. Shout out to the Carfanias in Columbus, Ohio. I am uh, a little under the weather, but the podcast don't sleep. Neither do Ephraim and us. And here we are. Um, all right. First thing I think we need to tackle, uh, two things. Is Villanova a mid-major? And oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just no kidding. Shots fired. Of course, not a, of course not a mid-major, but do they love peanut butter? And what we mean by that is Javon Quinterly is obviously a member of the infamous Jelly, Jelly Fam. Fam. Uh, and it has Jelly seen Jelly little Fam. to no action throughout the uh, season so far. Uh, against Morgan State, 17 minutes, Quinnipiac, 16 minutes, Michigan, 8, Canisius, 15, and Oklahoma State, 3. I think the moral of the story is, one, he really is struggling defensively, and Jay Wright is just not messing around with it at all. Yep. Um, and I just don't think he was quite as ready as everyone thinks he was, which is fine. I think yeah. we react too high and too low either way. You know what I mean? Everyone jumps on Zion because he made some really, really nice dunks. Everyone freaks out that uh, a freshman in college basketball struggle a little bit. Either way, not a big deal, but certainly surprising from what everyone thought. Definitely. And I think the one thing that was wild that, at least for me, that stood out to me was it was about a week or two weeks ago. And I think maybe it was to try and boost his confidence or what, but Jay Wright came out and said he has the opportunity to be the Best point guard I ever coached. He said up there with Kyle Lowry, left out Jalen Brunson's name, which was like very interesting. He's like, yeah, right up there with Kyle Lowry. And then he just like doesn't play. Yeah, I mean, he really hasn't done much when he's been in there either. You know, he's averaging 3.8 so he didn't, like, uh, points so a game. He lost to Furman, didn't play against Furman. Yeah, um, just straight didn't play. Just absolutely, yeah, game. that's the Switching, thing. It's yeah. like, on and the worst part, insult to injury. So he he didn't play against Furman on the seventeenth. Um, who have they played since? They've played and then Michigan. So he played against Michigan barely. Didn't play at all against Furman. Got back in against Canisius and Oklahoma State. But then Sunday they played Florida State, which they didn't won on his birthday and didn't get a single minute. Um, and the crazy thing is it, too. I mean, he was a five star recruit. Um, some people remember he was actually committed to Arizona before all the FBI stuff broke. Um, decommitted, and then obviously Nova picked him up. Third-ranked player in New Jersey, eighth-ranked point guard in the country. 
But you look at like the rest of those rankings and you see the guys, you, you look at top five guys in the class. You're, it's like R.J. Barrett, Nasir Little, Cam Reddish, Bull Bull, um, Romeo Langford. These are guys that everyone, Zion was even seventh. Like yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. there pretty much, like you're hearing right now, he was a five-star guy, played the McDonald's All-American game, and then it's been crickets. Um, it's been quite quiet. Another one to mention in the same breath is uh, Nasir Little. And Roy Williams is getting some flack. Now, he's <clears throat> he's not nearly as bad uh, as Javon is in terms of minutes. He's playing a lot more. I think he's still he's playing starter minutes. Yeah, he's just he's coming playing a lot off more. the bench. Yeah, but people are like, yo, Roy, what are we doing, man? We got an absolute stud on the, on the sideline, and he's taking his time with him, which is – I don't even think that's like a Roy thing to do. That hasn't been in the past. I mean, I know Roy is old school and Dean Smith. And it was Freshman a Marvin Eagle, Williams, I think, was, yeah, why, a little was bit. well known, but it's still But like, it's not like a North Carolina thing, I would say. And if it is, no, I would love it because it's let not, all these freshmen come to do. You can put it this way. I mean, arguably DeAndre Hunter is arguably a lottery pick right now. Redshirted at Virginia last year, like didn't literally redshirted his first year. Played last year, came off the bench, and then now he's he's averaging. He's the first guy to average I think over sixteen points for Virginia since Brogdon. No one he's actually taking the scoring load. But um, Kobe White's the other kid for UNC is playing a lot of minutes. So I don't know if it's something that they're going to just try and work through. Um, I mean Villanova. They've gotten a pretty experienced team. I mean, they well, lost a that, lot, but um, Colin, it's the problem. He's playing behind Colin Gillespie, and I think Jay Wright just trusts Colin Gillespie. And Colin, he's been playing really well. Um, obviously, they, they took two. I don't think Michigan's not a bad loss, other than the fact that we were just blown out at home. Yeah. Um, Furman is obviously a bad loss. Um, I mean, he should be able to get some playing time in the next couple games, which is good. LaSalle, Temple, St. Joe's, Penn. Those those four he's got to be able to play, and then they go Kansas, Connecticut, and then they're into it, into the Big East. So he should be okay. He should be able to get a couple. Of, I I don't know. I mean, it's just interesting. And I think the one thing, the biggest thing that stands out to me is when you look at their on their Kempom stats. The one glaring weakness that they have is their offensive turnover percentage. They're two hundred eightieth in the country um, in taking care of the ball. So that's, that's the one glaring area, and they, they get, give up a lot of steals. They actually get blocked a lot too. But um, turning the ball over, twenty one and a half percent of their possessions. Which yeah, you just can't do that. And so I, I mean, twenty one and a half percent. Twenty one point five. One every four um, trips down the floor, they turn it over. Yeah, and you look, you can't. Yikes. I mean, it's just not. Uh, that's not a J Wright team at all. Not yet. He'll get them there. Not yet. It, it could be uh, it could be worse. They were UNC Asheville twenty nine point eight percent. So um, oh, yeah, that's I mean that's where we're that's where we're sitting with them. It's just interesting because I think everyone expected so much out of him. Of all the Jelly Fam guys, he was supposed to be the best one, he like was, easily the best one, the one five star guy, Jersey kid. Um, yeah, but I think as Villanova kind of figures things out, they had two good wins. I think they'll hopefully be able to work it out with him as well. So um, yeah, I mean that's where. Or Nova is. All right, well, let's transition to the ACC Big Ten Challenge. We've already had uh, a winner. Uh, Nebraska won at Clemson. Not super surprising because Nebraska has like four or five seniors that are really, really good. So, you know, I I don't know if you had Clemson or Nebraska there. I think that's an absolute toss-up. But Nebraska beats Clemson 68-66, to and then we are watching. Where was the game? The game was at Clemson? At Clemson. That's probably the only thing that surprised me. It's just that it was at Clemson because I think Nebraska is a very – I mean – 
they're they have the number one, yeah they're one of the top they have a top twenty defense number one in, a, in effective field goal percentage defense um, really solid defensive team they're a veteran like he I know Tim Miles um, has a lot of grad transfers a lot of transfers guys that have he kind of meshed them all together they brought back pretty much every hell yeah, the yeah, highest expectations they, Nebraska's yeah, had they got some um, but Clemson was kind of the same way Clemson brought back a lot of guys so that was a really solid win for them yeah I mean, good that's start gonna, for the Big Ten for and that's sure. gonna help. With their, I mean, everyone thinks this is a down year for the Big Ten. I think this is a win that hopefully, when you look back, when they're putting their resume, because they were a bubble team last year that didn't yep. make the tournament. Yep. And I feel like they not saying this is a bubble, not saying though. it's a signature win. No, um, but it's good. But you look at last year, they missed it. They were ended up 55th in Kempom, and their best non-conference win was Boston College, and they didn't beat any tournament teams. Where yeah, I think you can so. pencil Clemson in as a tournament team. They're gonna be. They're gonna um, be in the mix. So yeah, sure. it's a it's a big uh, it's a big pickup, big win for them. Boston College, Minnesota, right now is pretty much all. Yeah, both up. both teams are off to a really good start in the year uh, overall. Great uh, matchup Min- so far. Yeah, Minnesota is undefeated. Boston College is four and one, I believe. Um, obviously, we're rooting for both of these guys. We can't actually pick one on air due to. Both of uh, members of their staff coming on the podcast, so both are good. I think Minnesota pulls this one out. I think they're just a little bit deeper. Um, yeah, that's. The, what I, do you think? I think Boston College has some really talented players. I mean, Kai Bowman, I think, is going to be a first-team All-ACC guy this year. The one thing about that is they've gone – I mean, their minutes are just going heavy. All their starters are just getting run into the ground. And I don't know – I mean, Jim Christian usually keeps a pretty tight rotation as it is. I mean, but these guys are playing. Kai Bowman's playing 91.5% of the minutes. Tabs is a freshman, 71%. Chapman, 94%. Stephen Svon Mitchell, 72%. They don't have very much of a of a bench. They don't have a deep rotation at all. Um, and, and so that's I, I don't know. Minnesota's been able, I think, to get in a lot of different guys. Um, Jelly Fam. The OG Have we Jelly seen fam. Jelly Fam? He's oh, in yeah, there right, in now, right now, number 11. And shout-out to Chris Heron and his son. Chris Heron Jr. plays for Boston College, which is awesome. That's a ch- Ooh, I thought it was going to be a charge. Uh, he looks identical to his father it's when crazy. he was at BC, which is just insanity. Crazy. But, um, yeah, super it, cool yeah. to see that he's out wow. there. He yeah, really I know. does. I know. Man. He looks like he's got That's like the wild. little mini like, cowlick. He's got the, sh- he's got the shirt, the under, yeah. undershirt as well. It's awesome. Um, it's awesome. Awesome. Go check see. out the Eagles. But, yeah, really good game going on right now. Uh, let's um, check out the other matchups, though. So that's just tonight. Nebraska-Clemson, Minnesota-Boston College, and then tomorrow we kind of jump into it. So let's go through our picks. Yes. Kind of somewhat we'll pick, rapid yeah, fire. Yeah, let's pick it up. So Illinois at Notre Dame. Uh, let's. I have Notre Dame in that one. I have Notre Dame. I don't. I haven't seen Notre Dame play this year. Uh, I know they lost to Radford. Shout out uh, James Jordan, Scott Mazzell. Um, you guys go Highlanders. But I <laughs> um, had to give a shout there. But – I've watched Illinois and I thought they were absolute garbage. So I'm going to go with Notre Dame. All right. I agree. So we're both on Notre Dame. Illinois is tough. Yeah, Illinois lost four straight our, already. So this do year. you agree, Minnesota? Well, who are you picking, Minnesota, BC? Um, I pick BC just because right. they're at home. Okay. I got Minnesota. So we're different there. We're same. Illinois, Notre Dame. Virginia Tech at Penn State. Virginia Tech. Uh, yeah. Virginia Tech. This is the best team. This. This honestly, this is probably the best Virginia Tech basketball team I think since maybe Del Curry was there. They're no, dude. What about Sean Singletary in those days? Are you serious right now, dude? I mean, they were somewhat. Good. Are you uh, saying- wait, 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 wait. What? what did, who did you just say? Sean Singletary was a beast. Sean Singletary is my favorite player because he yeah. went to the University of Virginia. Oh yeah, yeah. My bad. I'm this, always- oh, another one. Is that Amir God. Coffee? Amir Coffee with another slam. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I'm thinking about the oh, UVA days. Come on, uh, dude. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Virginia right. Tech. It was like okay. Malcolm Delaney. He's yeah, yeah, probably yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Be- the best one. But no, Buzz has these dudes rolling right now. Uh, Virginia Tech. I haven't watched Penn State, but uh, Virginia Tech already picked <laughs> up a uh, picked up a win over Purdue. Um, they're sitting at five and zero in the season, um, and honestly, all right, all right. Bob they, Tech, Bob they Tech. could go they could go non conference undefeated. So all right, I'm fair with that. On to the next Michigan. No, you keep, 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 keep no, 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 no. I didn't pick anybody. Okay, you went, you went, you went. I Virginia, Tech. Virginia Tech. I'm gonna agree. Okay, uh, Michigan State at Louisville. Mm. Have not seen Louisville play. I watched Michigan State in the opener. I really like them. I'm going to go Michigan State. Um, I love what Chris Mack's doing on the recruiting trail. I think he's on the right track. I just don't think they have the talent to hang with Michigan State right now. Um, so I'm going to go with Michigan State. Agreed. Uh, Langford's been killing it for Michigan State, though, also. NC State at Wisconsin. I got. I think this is a test, but I got Wisconsin. I'm, I'm in. They have a. Can you pull up Wisconsin's schedule? They have a uh, couple of tests coming up that I think is going to show us where the heck they're at. No, I think as a team, yeah. I, think they're I, think they're good. I think they're very they, good. I think they. They obviously they lost to Virginia oh, Friday. God, dude, in, you guys are like. Dog. What was the What was the comparison? You guys are. Um, it's like watching paint dry, man. I, that, and that's not the comparison that I'm talking about, but you just... It was a well-executed uh, basketball said, game. Uh, yeah. Well-executed right, basketball game. Well-executed. Um, Boston College on a little run here, 23-16. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think Wisconsin... Wisconsin's a really good defense, and obviously Ethan Happ is very, very, very solid. Um, yeah. They're top 20 <laughs> offensive and defense efficiency right now. Wisconsin just finds um, all the corn... They're good. No, raised, I think I. I mean, Ethan Happ raised, right now is the number one player in Ken Palm's player of the year rings. He, his numbers are really legit. Um, Trice is out point guard. Yep. Brad Davidson is it was really good. Um, but yeah, no, I, right, so I, I like Wisconsin. I like Wisconsin. I think they're like back into the top twenty five team, which is I think where they're ranked. But all right, the next one's know. weird. Pitt at Iowa. I can't. I have zero clue. I have but Iowa just because. Just, just I have Iowa also just because I know they beat Oregon. Yeah, um, and Pitt. Oh yeah, yeah. We I actually got to see. I was third. Actually, yeah. Iowa. Yeah. They they can knock down knock down some threes. They were pretty good. And then they beat UConn right after that. Yeah, actually. exactly. So, so yeah, they, yeah. Uh, I got they, Iowa. I got, got Iowa. Iowa there. Uh, next one's easy for me. Indiana at Duke. I have Duke, but I do think Langford, uh, Romeo Langford. Yep. Yeah, I think he'll he'll get his. I think Grant Langford gets like twenty four, twenty five. Duke wins. It's yep. not going to be anything. Crazy. It's it's at Duke nine thirty. Yeah, yeah, it's prime time know. Tuesday. Here we go. Uh, Wednesday to finish it off, we have Rutgers at Miami. That's an Ooh, interesting. That one. is an interesting. I one. haven't I, seen Miami play. So Miami has um, Miami has Chris Likes, who I love, Vasilovich, who I hate. Um, so I, I go back and forth with those guys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Miami just because I think Rutgers. Rutgers got smoked by St. John's earlier in the season. Um, they have a couple other wins, but uh, that St. Miami, John's loss was tough for them. Yeah, and I mean Miami's coming off a loss to Seton Hall. They um, haven't really beat anybody either, though. No, they haven't. But I think Miami they are has projected a lot of to win. Talent. Um, I do like I I like the the Rucker staff. Um, I I really like um, what the, the way they're trending. They're yeah, not the yeah, Ruckers of old. I agree. But I still like my. I did team. get to see a chance. I, I uh, got the chance to go over and see one of their practices um, earlier, about three weeks ago. And like to your point, they 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 look the part now. They can kind yeah. of bang with some Big Ten teams. They got some big dudes. They got some guys healthy finally. So they're going to be much better this year. But um, still, still work to to be done. I think they they lose to Miami, uh, Syracuse at Ohio State. That's an interesting one as well. That could go either way. I'm going Ohio State. Um, the Fighting Holtmans. 
I well, it might have just been an off night. When we saw Syracuse in person, I was not that impressed. Yeah, um, and you, well, UConn went off. I mean, they did. They um, made so many threes, but Syracuse did look. So terrible. I think I'm going more so of home court advantage in this one. I mean, Syracuse. I mean, Ohio State six and zero. No, they have a couple wins. They won at Cincinnati. And they won at Creighton. Which is why we'll get to later why they're number one in the new net rankings because yeah. um, those are heavily heavily weighted. Um, but I think they come home. They actually they have a quick turnaround because their first Big Ten game is Sunday night against Minnesota. I know. Um, so they do those two early Big Ten games. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, I think this will be a good test for for Ohio State. We can see how real they actually are. Um, I'll go Syracuse. You're going Syracuse? Yeah. All right, we're split on I'll that one. I'll go Syracuse. You go Ohio State. Uh, your boys, Virginia at Maryland. I, I think Virginia takes this handedly. Um, Maryland has Maryland's, played no one. Maryland, no one. yeah, Maryland. Uh, Besides, okay, they – oh, no, no, yeah, I was going to say. They, they beat Marshall. They, they beat Marshall, who's 104th right now in the yeah. country. Mount this will be a real test. North I Carolina, mean, they, they haven't beat anybody. There sorry, are, sorry, Danny and Pat at Delaware. They're very. Everyone thinks you think I hate Duke so much. And this no, UNC's number one for me. Maryland is number two because and I have bad, you. bad memories of Gary Williams, Juan <laughs> Dixon, Steve Blake, Lonnie Baxter. Those dudes haunt me to this day, and I just think Maryland is not where it should be as a program. Um, Virginia is um, is playing very. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is really rolling, rounding into. Um, uh, a solid, solid player across the board where he can score in a lot of different ways. I think, um, I think, really versatile. I think Maryland job opens up this year. I could not agree more. Yeah. And we can get in that deeper into another podcast because I'm sure it'll come up. I'm sure they'll have a bad loss uh, yeah, we'll or something like one. that coming soon. We'll um, Bruno Fernando is good for them. I'll give him credit for that. But they, um, I th- this is the first test. They're going to take an L. They'll take an L and. We'll, we'll see, see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, next one is Purdue at Florida State. Uh, I don't know on this one, actually. I'm kind of leaning towards Florida State. If Am Purdue, I crazy? If Purdue hadn't lost to Virginia Tech, if they were on the field, I would have probably picked them. But Florida State being at home, um, I, I think Leonard Hamilton has those – like. They lost to Villanova, um, but they already have wins over LSU and Florida. They smoked Florida in yeah. opening game. Um, Terrence Mann is really good. MJ Walker, Terrence Trent Flores, those are beast. solid. I mean, they're a typical FSU team. They went to the Elite Eight last year. Yeah. I think people forget that. I know. They're coming off an Elite Eight. They did lose a couple guys. They're but long, like, they're athletic, they're Florida State. And they'll guard. Um, yeah. I, got, I think they'll keep. Um, uh, uh, they'll be able to keep Carson, Carson Edwards in, in check. And, All um, right. So we'll so see. So we both got Florida State there? Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I don't think Purdue's. Uh, I don't think Purdue's bigs are going to be able to hang fully with uh, with Florida State. I think they're going to be more physical and um, outplaying with the paint. All right, so we got Florida State next one. Georgia Tech at Northwestern. I think I have Northwestern here. Mm, Am I crazy? Yeah, I mean we're this. We have never really been a huge uh, a huge fan of uh, of Josh Pastner on the podcast, but um, not really any fault to him. I'm going to go Northwestern. I think. Um, yeah, simply because of the coaching matchup. That's what I'm going to go with. So, yeah. Um, Northwestern, I'm going um, I think right. unanimous on that. Unanimous on Northwestern. And the last, last one is North Carolina at Michigan. Michigan. I, yeah, Michigan. I'm, I'm never going to pick Michigan. Carolina. I got Michigan. Michigan. Done. Michigan. All right. I don't know why we've – and this is not even hatred. I we This is more of just I want to just talk about Michigan and take a second to say every year. Every year. Right before the season, we're like, oh, Michigan will be good. We're I picked them in my we, Final Four. You did, and I give you so much credit for that because so 
there it's it's hard to beat Virginia's defensive efficiency rate in Ken Palm. Right now, the number one defense in the country is Michigan. And you go back to a couple, I think it's really on Luke Yaklich, and a lot, everyone gives Yaklich coming on that staff last year, really turning Michigan's defense around. Michigan's always, has typically been a more, an offensive minded, I mean, look, going back to 2017, they had 69th ranked defense in the country. The year before that was 92nd. But then last year, they finished third and they're number one right now. So they're a team they're getting after on the defensive end. Watch their practice. They can score. Um, they are sitting at 6 and 0 right now with wins over Providence, Villanova, or probably their, their two good ones. Um, and they get, they get a couple chances here. They play North Carolina at home, they get Purdue at home, uh, and they go at South Northwestern. Carolina. South Carolina. So. I, I think Michigan's awesome. Um, they're super, super talented. Brasdikas is nice. Brasdikas, I think, is like a 20-year-old freshman. Um, but nice. He's, he kind of slides well into, into Mo Wagner's spot in the post. Charles Matthews is a dog. Um, Charles, Charles Matthews, Matthews gets his. Beast. Ooh. Xavier Simpson, I was a little pit bull back there, point guard. Yep. Swaggy pool. Um, livers. Like, they're – it's a lot of the – and even Teske off the um, – obviously, as you're, as you're saying, but – they have a lot of different guys that think back from last year's team. I think everyone just thought because Wagner is gone and yeah, that they would um, have a little slide and Muhammad Abdul Rahman was gone that they'd fall back. But I mean, it's I'm not saying it's the system, but it's the coach keeps them rolling. It's kind of the same with Virginia. Like last year, Virginia wasn't even a top 25 team. And it's like kind of surprised guys. Yep. They lost Prentice. Well, it's the same thing. They lost Wagner, but Oh, Almost new. Almost, Almost new. Minnesota's taking the lead back on this one. So it's 25-23 as we talk. Seven minutes to go first half. So that wraps up AC Big Ten Challenge. Um, and we hinted on before. I want to get into this. I want to get into this because it's pretty wild. Um, today, this is we're recording this on Monday night. It, yeah. The net, which is the San NCAA's Francisco. new basically replacement for the RPI. Um, the net rank ranking. So we'll hear, I mean, everybody, especially if you're a casual fan, when it comes to bubble teams on Selection Sunday, they're going to be talking about net, net, net. Instead of RPI, it's going to be net, quadrants in the net. Um, well, the first ones came out today, and they're alarming to say the least. Um, I don't think, first of all, before in prefacing this, I don't think the NCAA should have released them yet with that. Out. <clears throat> it was very a weird larger timing. sample size. Very weird time. Most of these teams have played five, six games, um, and so there's not a large sample size. Basically, what it says: net ratings consider strength of schedule, margin of victory will be the primary measurement the tournament selection committee will use to finalize the field of 68 in March. So, when you take that in consideration, it's the primary measurement the tournament selection committee will use to finalize. When you see the number one ranked team that came out is Ohio State. At six and zero, Virginia it's two at six and zero, Texas Tech, Michigan, Gonzaga, Duke, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Virginia Tech, <laughs> and then the most alarming one is Loyola Marymount at number ten at seven and zero. Which, it's... if you look into it, they haven't. The only top one hundred team that they've beaten is Georgetown on they, a neutral I'm, court. Yeah, I mean, they have one their... road win at UCLA or UNLV. Then they've beaten Westcliff, Cal State, Northridge at home, Georgetown, and Ohio Bobcats on a yeah, neutral that's floor. A tough um, and then they beat Central Connecticut and Florida A and M at home. Yet by these rankings, these ratings, this algorithm that's put into place, they're the tenth ranked team in the country, and by that measure would be a essentially a three seed almost in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I I think um, 
to give the NCAA some slack, I guess, is that it's just too agreed they should not have released it. But two, it's just too early to even judge what these rankings mean because of the small sample size. They also have Michigan State four spots ahead of Kansas, and they lost to Kansas. So it's like, I I'm I think everyone's just a little confused. Um, of course, people are going to come out and jump on the NCAA because it's easy. They make it very easy. But I will go on record for saying, let's just see what the next... Do we know when the next one is coming out? I don't do they know. Say? If it's gonna, is it going to be a weekly thing? It's interesting because it came out on Monday. came out after the AP poll. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, so AP poll comes out at noon every Monday. This came out after that. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to be a weekly thing. I think the smartest thing maybe to do is back off of it a little bit, maybe until closer to conference play, uh, maybe until like January. It's a, they do say that this is not going to be the only tool the selection committee will use. So, yeah. you know, even on last year's, uh, they say on last year's team sheets, rankings from Ken Palm, uh, Jeff Sagarin, uh, strength of record from ESPN. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, the KPI no. report, shout out to uh, Kevin Pauga at Michigan State, and ESPN's BPI were all like it taken yeah. into consideration. And so I, yeah, and, and it's not made up. It's not made up out of thin air. It's not like they pick Loyola Marymount out of a hat. It's not right. even voters voting on this. It's obviously they have a system in place. That's what it pumps out. Um, I think a lot of people. I mean, I didn't freak out when I saw it. Well, it was uh, weird. but it was, weird. it was weird. Just kind of being like, okay, why, what's the point of even throwing this out here right now? Yeah. Um, unless. Yeah, I, I really, I, I don't know. Um, I think we need to do some digging into when Kentucky. These are I think come is six, Kentucky sixty-one. Um, one thing Which I will is, say about Kentucky, and I texted you this like today: Florida Atlantic's above Kentucky. What yeah, I mean Kentucky. Albany, they really Christian? Kentucky's only played one good team, and it was Duke, and obviously they got smoked. Um, but Kentucky's three-point defense is so miserable. They're, oh, yeah, yeah. You texted me this. They are um, Let the people letting know. their opponents. So they are, sh- they are out of, what, 355 teams? 352? Um, they are 350th in the country oh. in three-point percentage defense. They're giving up. They're letting their opponents shoot 43.4% from three. You know what's crazy and about that? And that's against is like, Tennessee State, Winthrop, VMI, North Dakota, and Southern yeah. Illinois. And then and obviously Duke, too. That's exactly the point. Like, it's one thing to have that be the case after one game against Duke and Duke lit it up. But that now we got six games in, and like you said, they're not really playing anybody, and they're still doing it. So I, hope, I, I mean, I don't up. think that's – I'm not saying it's going to be an Achilles heel, but it's definitely something I'll look at because it literally the red just jumps off the page. You're going a team shoot forty three. They'll get it down to like one eighty, one. The division one, the division one average is thirty three point seven percent, and they're at forty. So they're giving up an extra ten percent in three point percentage defense. But um, they also have the number one offensive rebounding team in the country, and they get to the line of the fifth best club of anyone else. But um, pretty wild. On that note, on on the offensive note, something we haven't done yet this year um, is give out green light player of the week. And boy, do we have one. Yeah, we do. I love it. And we were really kind of unaware of this person. Um, fresh, As all of you are. And I'm sure, yeah, all of you are. But I think it might be a type of guy that maybe you start seeing. It's not, I'm not saying he's Trey Young. I'm not saying he's going to be like, oh, turn heads. But if he keeps up with this clip, um, freshman from Birmingham, Alabama, 6'1", 170 pounds, playing for the Detroit Mercy Titans, uh, and Mike Davis. Antoine Davis, um, absolute killer. Killer. Um, 
when we I'm gonna pull up his stats. Actually, wait. Now that I bring he's, this up, he's shooting. Can I get? Can I give him the three? Can I give the people the three point percentage? Go for it. He's shooting fifty three percent from three. He's thirty nine of seventy four on the season, and I think you had his last three games pulled up. I think he had out of his last three games, he had two double digit, two double digit. So wait, three point made. So wait, we've got an interesting he's twist. He's an EYBL kid, right? No, we've but, got him. He's doing. He's Mike Davis's son. So he's the son of the oh, head coach. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so maybe we should have He's bit also a walk-on, so he's not even taking a, a scholarship. Oh, yeah. He was originally well, you can go to school for free. Yeah, and he was originally committed to the University of Houston. Um, and then his brother, Mike Davis Jr., is an assistant on the team. So you've got Mike. Right? Here we go. But looking at his stats game by game, his first college game, they played Butler. He had 20 points. Um, it was 3 of 9 from 3. But then... Their game against Cal got canceled. They played Loyola, Maryland. Um, He dropped 42 points, 10 of 14 from three. Followed that up against Bowling Green, 32 points, 8 of 12 from three. And then against Eastern Michigan just uh, the other day, 24 points, 6 of 12 from three. Averaging 30 points, averaging six and a half made threes per game, which is first in the country, taking 12.3 a game. First in the country. This dude is a killer. Absolutely. I love it. And, the, dude, and I'm not kidding you. I didn't had no idea it was Mike Davis's de- son either. until we got into this. But this dude's going to be around for – he's 6'1", 170. He's not going to the league anytime soon. Congrats. He will be around. To Mr. Davis. And we have our first green light player of the 2018, week. 2018, 2019, green light player of the week. Absolute flamethrower. Be the and first, they got Kent State next. Be the first uh, Be the first green light player of the week to come on the pod. And I we'll, know. Uh, Please. Like, make that we'll happen. We'll do it. Let's, let's uh, we'll, we'll reach out to Antoine. Um, but um, on that note, you got anything else for me? That's it, man. I'm excited for Duke next week. Yeah, I'm man. sorry, uh, Duke tomorrow. Uh, they need to get uh, back to their winning ways of dominating in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which I'm looking forward to. Jelly Fam with another run it into the paint, throw it up, actually yep. worked. Um, but we're gonna start doing this more regularly. Obviously, yeah, we yeah. stepped away for a while. Obviously, Thanksgiving, a lot of things going on. <laughs> a lot of things going on. This we'll dude's day planning a wedding, so yeah, we're a, lot gonna, we're a lot of stuff. But a lot of stuff. Um, Follow us on Twitter at GreenlightPod One. Follow us on Instagram at the Greenlight Pod. Send us some questions. Hit us up. We'll be back uh, either later this week or early next week. What we should do? Should for do another Instagram. Update. Also, shout out to everyone for watching our Instagram live before during yeah. the Duke game. Appreciate that. Um, Appreciate that. We'll do that one during one of the uh, these ACC Big Ten games. Yeah, and, well, I don't uh, sound like an absolute douche. Get the get the fans involved. Apologize um, for my stuff. But um, yeah, until then, keep the ball bouncing. Deuces. Lately I've been feeling like this is what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss and tell me what you're working for. Certain doors were closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. Pull, slush, rustles up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney and the love so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.